Hey, and welcome to this episode of this amazing podcast, The One with the Pineapples. Today, I'm talking to John Butts, who is an expert on pineapples, it turns out. So today, you're going to learn all about how to grow a pineapple, why pineapples are spiky, and why they have big green heads on them. Shall we talk to John? Let's find out. Let's get into the show. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you could join me. Uh, how's the day where you are just now? It's actually cold. I um, I record a podcast myself and I uh, I like to do them outside, but uh, I was it looked nice out the window, but not till I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I always like that. So yeah, your podcast, can you tell us a bit about it? What's, uh, what's the name and what do you generally talk about? It's Marketing for Owners. Uh, which is also name of the website, marketingforowners.com. And sure. I do a daily podcast from Monday to Friday, and they're generally uh, around 10 minutes per episode. And it's just me where I give generally marketing tips from my experience of uh, and of life and business. And mm -hmm. the Wednesday edition, I interview a, a renowned expert, which is therefore more like half 30 40 minutes and sure. uh, um, we delve into their marketing systems and how they've become successful and what you know what they use to uh, to build their business yeah absolutely so you're a more than once a, a week show then yeah i um i decided well in actual fact i'm very lazy so so first of all that's the reason why they're short and it's just me because i can just ad lib uh, and so I don't script my podcast and just sure. saved me some effort. And I thought <laughs> I thought uh, the other thing is that I might forget to do a show. And if I did them all the time, did them in batches, then they're always there. I wasn't going to do weekends. I thought I'd have some time off. But um, but it just made it easier to do Monday to Friday and just be there all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So do you find that that's uh, helped you a lot? Um, a difference. I I'm not sure. I I don't really have anything to go by. Uh, you see, um, I have um, uh, for me the podcast is just another form of of traffic generation and another way to get the message out to my audience. Um, some people, the podcast is the entire business and so it's heavily promoted. You know, they might they might just do one episode a week, but it's everything is around promoting that one episode whereas for us we have uh, a blog and uh, you know and emails and everything else that goes with it so i, ju I just find uh being a 10 minute tip thing you, you know it's an yeah. easy listen on the way to work while you're making a breakfast or cooking dinner or whatever and uh being there all the time there's always something to listen to yeah, absolutely. And mix it in with uh, an interview every now and again as well. It's quite a nice idea because, you know, often short shows, I think, get complaints, well, not complaints exactly, but requests for more information. So you're giving them that more in-depth fix, I guess, once a week, is it? Yes. Yeah. The Wednesday edition is yes. uh, is that. And I, I also feel that um, it's... Uh, it would be a bit sort of big headed to think, you know, it all and can tell every, everyone everything about everything. So yes. the best way I thought is to get some pretty good experts and to give them questions that no one else asked them. 
um, and yes. to specifically ask them about their marketing systems um, and how it can apply to what I, what I call a real business, you know, to the rest of yes. us. Seems to yes, seems to be very popular. Excellent. So I think you're, to me, it seems like your area of expertise and one of the reasons I was interested in talking to you is how you've tied in your podcast to the rest of the business. Like you say, your podcast isn't the business. You have something else going on and it's a lead generator for that. So do you, how do you track exactly the leads coming in from your podcast? Do you have a robust way of doing that, do you think? Uh, funny you ask that because that's something I've asked people on, on mine. Um it isn't it you know the simple answer is it is not easy in fact uh, i even speak to other people who have podcasts on downloads different mm -hmm. podcast hosting companies count downloads in different ways uh, you yeah. you could have a uh, a podcast with i don't know 30,000 downloads a month you put it on another host and you've suddenly got 75,000 downloads a month uh, for the same <laughs> yeah. thing but um what all I don't have a specific uh, lead generating thing f that I use every single time on the podcast, but we do have a couple. For instance, a free book. Um, I like to encourage people or reward them for putting the effort into reviewing the podcast and giving their opinion, in which case they can qualify for, if, if they let me know they've done it, a, a free book. And that's mm -hmm. a specific page that is only given out over the podcast uh the we are i do have certainly generating things and we are planning on creating one that is specific to the podcast mm -hmm. but okay. uh, but so far yeah i i would suggest i get more i'm found out more from the emails when people email things in from around the world and they say and they refer to the podcast yeah so that's one of your measures of success for the show really yeah yeah I don't, it, um, there's in this day and age, there are a lot of platforms and, and I think it helps to just be everywhere. Uh, you can, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, after a while you can, you can probably find that something is more worth the effort, but I think it's worth testing everything and being everywhere. And I think podcasting has got a long way to go. Indeed. <laughs> Always. We've got many, many more people to bring into the fold really as listeners. Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, once I, once it gets into cars, it's a standard because mm. it's uh, it's like free view, isn't it? It's sort of radio on demand. Indeed, indeed. So monetization then, you is that the only way you monetize it then by selling your products and services through the show? Um, no, the uh, so I mean to give the full background, my I my main income is from my e-commerce business. So in in the UK, sell fire and safety equipment mm -hmm. and marketing for owners came from people asking how we do that how uh, because if for the uk we're the most uh, the the largest online supplier of fire safety equipment at fireprotectiononline.co.uk for anyone who's on fire wants to see how quick our delivery is um, and people asked me so i set up marketing for owners to answer the questions to give me a place to put it and then um the this is the monetization of that is is through teaching courses and through membership. But in actual fact, it, we did a uh, what I'd call a kind of social media examiner where we spent the first period of time, the first year building an audience before actually diving in and selling them. Um, the the uh, membership site is 
due to go live in February. Uh, but at the moment, you'd struggle to give me any money. Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show about everything podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. Um, that's interesting. So you're going down the membership site route. What what drew you along that way? Is that the, um, it's obviously quite a a growing area right now. What what prompted you to look at that? Yeah, there's. I've I've read over the years. I've I've been internet marketing since I sold my original business in probably 2003, and membership sites has always been it always sounds great because of the thought that someone joins up and then they pay you every month forever of course they don't mention that people leave and they get bored yes but uh, but the the alternative i i had two alternatives one was to create courses and sell courses and the Mm -hmm. second one was to create a membership that discusses all aspects of marketing online and allow people to dip in and out of any course, to put every course within it and allow them to dip in and out. And if I was selling courses, uh, we're developing, we're, we're just finishing off the second of seven at the moment, and each one would sell on its own for three to $500. However, in a membership, it, it sounds odd, we would give all that away for about $40 a month. And, mm, yes. and it, it just, you see, Someone might want parts of a course, but not all of it and may not want to throw down $300, but might just want a bit of it. So within the um, membership site, the the larger courses are going to be broke down, broken down into their constituent parts so people can dip in and out. Yeah. So do you have those courses created at the moment? Is that what you, no, that what you mean? We're, we're working through them. So um, mm-hmm. I see to, to sell online, I have a... Uh, a system. Marketing is a system. And in actual fact, I didn't even realize I had it for uh, at first until people asked me, how do I sell it? And then the more I told people, the, re- the more I realized that I actually do it in a particular way every single time. But um, so my system is, is like a seven step system. I call the perpetual um, sales system because it's it's a way to almost put your selling on autopilot and the first step is to have a presence and to have that means to have a website as your hub to have it set up in the right way so that was the first course the second one is to have a profile and that means across all social media platforms so the second course is the social media side and then each other section will be developed over that Uh, but but i didn't want to have them all ready at the first because that would be a bit overwhelming to dive in and go wow where do i start so they're going to just be dripped in over the next 12 months. Yeah, I mean, that, that gets by one of the issues that a lot of people have with membership sites, which is that, you know, people pay the £50 for the first month and then you have you feel like you have to keep adding things anyway. So I suppose if you had everything live at the very start, then you feel that pressure to build it out. Yeah, the I've been in some myself before where where there's also, when there's too much, you just don't do anything. Uh, not yeah. not many of these um, uh, these sites, uh, what they call onboard you properly. They don't, you know, once they've got your money, that's it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Knock yourself out. You, you know, we've got support and everything, but uh, but they don't really help you beyond that. And 
they quite often it seems that the their main thing is is to add more and more to the site to keep you interested whereas in actual fact if they just guide us through what's there that might be enough um and i've studied quite a few of the way of you know the way things things are done and one of uh, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to be nice to our members and help them. Revolutionary. I guess is we're gonna we're gonna talk to them. Actually, really talk. So give them, a, uh, you know, people a chance for a fifteen minute Skype chats and anything. And we're we will guide them through. We will create a roadmap. So uh, that would say if you're here with marketing, um, if say for instance you've already got all your website it's all set up, it is generating leads, then we can jump you over to this part of, say, email nurturing or something like that. Um, yeah. But we're going to make an effort that, uh, you see, in, in my my feeling of my own experience is that if I didn't use it, if I didn't use information, then my feeling afterwards that it wasn't very good when in actual fact I hadn't actually used it. So I want people... Uh, the, the system is proven, it works. And the only way people will know how good it is, is to actually go through the material and give it a go. So mm-hmm. we will do everything to help people do that. Excellent. That sounds, that really speaks to me actually with my, I've got a background in education. So it really annoys me sometimes when you see courses that come out and they've really no guidance. There's, like you say, memberships that you sign up for and it's just a big stramash of courses and materials and everything. So I love that idea of actually just giving a really helping hand to guide people through it from start to finish. And actually it takes away, like you say, a lot of the pressure to keep building more and more. Do you think you'll have, well, you say you're going to have live help. So the the opportunity to have Skype calls, that type of thing. Do you think you'll have any other ongoing weekly or monthly events? Uh, Something that people often do in a a membership. Yeah. The, uh, so first there's obviously the the content on the the blog so there's funny enough there's there'll be three levels on the marketingforowners.com site at the moment there's a ton of information there so as a uh, a public visitor you know you can read the blog information and and you can get access to the podcast now hopefully though the aim of those are not just to waste your time and and to put more content into google's database the the idea of these to actually teach you something hopefully when you've listened to a podcast or hopefully when you've read a blog post there's something you can do that helped you um and it, it wasn't just more information for the sake of it now then there's a free membership level where you can register and there'll be some free reports, things you might have to opt in to, uh, you know, what people call content upgrades, transcripts of podcasts and things like that, and extra checklist cheat sheets. And as a free member, you get those for free. And then the the paid side, which will get the courses, but there'll also be Q&A, there would be guidance there will be monthly q a sessions there will be specialist uh, training from experts some of these people that i get to uh, you know to get to know via interviewing them on podcast are supplying information to give to members only which uh, so there's going to be uh, there's going um, one of the efforts will be to not give too much because if you can't keep up Again, it's overwhelming. And of course, you imagine this two years down the line, the thing will be huge. So 
So there will be something every week, but not too much that it's that you can't do it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really key, isn't it? It's, sometimes when I've dropped out of memberships, it is because you feel like you're not keeping up and therefore you're wasting your money. So you want to you want to drop out because, yeah, you're <laughs> you're not getting the full value for what you're paying for. So I really like that idea. You you also you've probably seen some as well where they have maybe a forum or a Facebook group where where when it was all new, everyone dived in, they asked all the questions, but now yeah. um, a year later, people join and they ask the questions and no one answers because. They, or they come back with, oh, search the things. And the stuff's all buried. It's yeah. it's buried. No one can be bothered to ask, you know, tell them again. So I'm all very, very conscious of my own experiences with these. Uh, and I'd, I'd like uh, I'd like it to be a resource where a, a business owner or a small business person or someone wants to get their thing going can think, oh, that'll do. Everything I need to know about online marketing, I can find in there when I need it. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's been really useful. I think it relates on really well from the previous season of PodCraft that we've just finished off, which was around monetization. And I know that a lot of people that I talk to in podcasting, it's one of the, certainly one of the first things that they think of when they think about trying to monetize. It's either, it's usually either courses, which you've discussed as well, or a membership site. So it's great to get your insights into what you're planning to do and what's what you think is going to work to go alongside your podcast and the rest of your business as well. The other aspect that would be great to just get your thoughts on around your podcast is what has worked for you in terms of growing your audience? So you've obviously been going a little while now. What have you tried in the past in terms of audience growth? Well, well, one, Facebook ads um, didn't really manage much with that. that. That I found was difficult. We tried that, but I think the uh, the, the problem with that is you need to when someone's on facebook using facebook whether it's on a desktop or on a mobile they're on facebook so if you want to get them to listen to a podcast you've got to take them off to itunes uh, or you know stitcher or whatever it is and i think that's the disconnect is they don't want to go off somewhere else um with other things just a download or something like that from an ad they can get it so that that didn't help but what we found by um Social media is is very successful. Uh, we use um, Edgar, if you know Meet Edgar, which sure. um, yep. which libraries uh, things. Because of course, some when we analyze our uh, downloads, certain episodes are more popular, and find that certain subjects are more popular with people, and so those we can bring out regularly with edgar and and get people to to listen change the wording the links a bit um what i've also found is by uh, instead of just having show notes little uh, you know a couple of links and things we we have every single episode fully transcribed and uh, it, it's funny actually remember i said it's ad lib once you actually see your spoken word written down Made, yeah, makes me look like a complete idiot. So, uh, so it's then edited by somebody uh, to make me look like I can speak comp- uh, uh, properly, and uh, and that becomes uh, that that obviously helps for um, for Google and generates content. So, uh, so that has that has helped. But since we've been able to interview other people, leveraging other people's audience is is probably the biggest um is probably the most successful so far 
The transcriptions one's interesting because I get a lot of questions about that and I've tried a few different methods myself. And so you're saying that you put on the full transcription, but it is edited to be more like the written word as opposed to the original transcription. Yeah. So um, in, so remember that there's two types. So on the sort of 10 minute daily one, that's full transcription and that is the whole post, but it is edited to make it look readable uh, because yeah. uh, because uh, there's little repeats and where you go um 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 you know and all that kind of stuff yes. so actually it, it's it's what i say but is is the full thing uh, another thing is i record those as uh, on an iphone as a video so that's posted on youtube it's also posted separately on facebook uh the i the i sorry the youtube video is embedded on that and then there's the mp3 and the uh, download and everything else that full post is there but when we do the interviews if they're 30 40 minutes the transcriptions are quite long and so i have my uh, one of the staff writers pick out the salient points and create a post from it uh, that that is say i don't know marcus sheridan's six uh, you know, six best tips for content marketing for 2016, yeah. and and the the full transcription is an opt-in or uh, a members-only upgrade. Excellent. So yeah, you have some kind of content upgrades for your podcast as well, particularly. Yes, uh, the the uh, on the daily one as well. Uh, we have at the end there's on a Monday there's um, a book for the week. Well, I'll recommend a book. There's Tuesday, there's a toolbox tip, which is generally a free tool. Um, on Thursday, it's a podcast to a drive time podcast to listen to. And on Friday, a weekend challenge to because quite simply, I know they're going to do some work over the weekend, even though they're not yeah. supposed to be. So I try and give people something else to think about and like a six point something to think about for the business the yeah. on the books and the tools and everything else i only recommend things i've actually read or um or, or using myself uh and they're generally free things so they're little quick tips so that but that enables us to have other opt-ins so for instance you could opt in to get my favorite top five books you you know do you want to here we've got a list of 60 yeah. that i've recommended do you want to see the top five that kind of thing yeah okay great and you get uh do you can you track your opt-ins for those lead magnets separately do you know how well they do though only from um on the particular ones where they are specific to the podcast, so so for instance, a transcription that's specific to that one, we can. I, I use lead pages, and that will be an individual one. But if we put, say, the books, the top five books on various ones, no, it won't be specific. Yeah, okay. So you mentioned earlier on about the platforms uh, and be everywhere, <laughs> borrowing from our other favorite uh, internet marketer. But um, what platforms are there any platforms that are your most effective do you think i'm assuming you're particularly talking about social media platforms there are correct yeah okay which ones do you think you get the most leads from for for us funny enough facebook works well and twitter um now it's something i so i've got two different businesses you see in our uh, 
fire protection business, it, we we also have good numbers, good following. But a lot of our audience is not, you know, they don't want to chat to us and they don't want to, uh, people are not going to put on face, you know, social media. Uh, oh, look, here we, we had a huge fire last week. Here's the pictures. Um, it, it's not a uh, the kind of thing you talk about. In marketing, though, people like to share tips from others and uh, it, it makes people look want you know makes them look clever so so I feel that that Twitter and Facebook because they're so easy to share are successful and we don't really use Instagram and we use Pinterest to a certain extent but the the reason we don't is because it's it's not really known to or rather it is known not to work so easily in my type of business now there's going to be a huge queue of people <laughs> to to say yes it does but for the effort put in and for what people do um it's just not not the same it's i mean for instance if you if you attend lots of conferences then you're going to have lots of photos uh i don't if you interact with more people get out and about again you have opportunity for lots of photos so you might do a lot on instagram and it just wouldn't work for for me or if you had a bigger staff and you can get more information you know more stuff from people but but for some of us i'm i'm one of these people that that forgets that my iphone takes photos and also does videos apparently when i'm out i i can see uh you know a, a something that would um everyone wants to know and someone would say did you get a video of that and say oh yeah oh yeah no <laughs> so uh so for me facebook and twitter are the ones that are more successful i think youtube should would be successful for anybody if they're doing it right if they're putting enough effort in i think youtube will work for every single business yeah would you ever have you ever considered repurposing your podcast content for youtube uh, well, those do. Every single one is on. Every single one is on YouTube, and the embed comes back on there. Um, it's one of the downsides is is there's probably too much because they go up daily, so there's not enough time to make more of them. But uh, but it does it does actually. I mean, people do watch them a few. Uh, the the podcast, the audio podcast, is more popular though. Do you put visuals alongside it or is it just actually a talking head type video? It's it's just me. Um, we will put uh, a pic. So if I've featured a toolbox tip or something, you know, put the logo for it or, or the the cover of a book or something like that. But it will it will be just me on on camera there. And how do you try to draw people back to the podcast from there? Is it just a, a link in the description? Anything special? Yeah. Every, every now and again, I don't use the same thing. So I, I will mention, for for example, um, I'll say if you're driving along, if you missed the notes here, you can go to marketingforowners.com forward slash podcast forward slash 300, you know, get the full notes or there, or to see um, a, a, a landing page in it, I mean, it sounds corny, but but I I will uh, sort of explain to people that it's a a cheap trick. But to to see a landing page in action, go to one of our landing pages. Landing page. <laughs> and because I I actually tell people, uh, you know, in theory we should be pretty good at marketing. So go opt in and see what we do and copy it. Yeah. You know, yeah. For your own business, change the wording a little, please. 
Indeed. <laughs> Don't rip us off entirely. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. That's been really useful, John. Thanks very much for sharing. I think that's been some good uh, growth strategy tips alongside the uh, the monetization stuff earlier. So I think that's really valuable for our listeners. Uh, is there anything, just before we tie up, do you want to uh, direct people towards where they can find you online? Anything you particularly want them to check out at the moment? Yeah, the, what I would what I would say is that marketing, a, a lot of people think marketing's quite difficult and it doesn't have to be difficult. Your, your website, if you can get people to opt in, then you can talk to them and you can talk to them for a long time. So if you want to know how we do it, and again, a cheap trick, not just to get people on the list, but genuinely, if you want to see how we do it, go to marketingforowners.com forward slash 71. There's a, a report there that uh, is that a lot of people write into and say, thanks, that's fantastic. And we've had some like 4,000 downloads of that report. But you will be on an email sequence that runs for, I think, about six months. Okay. And and it, you can see the types of things that we do, occasionally questions, uh, little, little tricks. Uh, there's a couple of questions at the beginning to ask people if they if they can confirm they got the report and if people answer it tells google that that in those emails are of more interest and not to throw them in spam and there's little little tricks and tips so if you just emulate what we do it's going to work for any business there to build up a list perfect but yeah i'd encourage everyone to go along sign up for that list i shall certainly do so after this and check out your sequence something i'm definitely working on with the podcast host at the moment to try and uh, give our listeners or readers as much value as possible when they sign up for the email list because I think it's quite easy to to lose people like you, you're kind of they're joining in halfway through I suppose like you say there's already tons of content there that they've missed so they'll take them back to the start and guide them through so yeah, all, all you've got to remember is that is that if if you when you write your email imagine you're writing to one single person and if you write it and then put it in an autoresponder, it's it's written once and every single person will get it forevermore. You only have to do it once, each one. Indeed. And I think so many podcasters don't really think of mailing lists as a, a thing for them as well because they talk via audio. But, <laughs> of course, it's a great way to, to get people back to our website, to direct products, services, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> great. Well, thanks very much, John. That's excellent. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. It's a pleasure. Great to be here. Cool. Thanks very much. That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It's a uh, good old Skype held up. Indeed. Yes. Actually, a uh, decent quality the whole way through. I, uh, yeah. I wonder how people used to do these a few years ago because uh, in the yeah. UK, I can, you could never get longer than about 40 minutes before it started going all, uh, all wonky. But um, yeah. uh, but it's it's funny. One, one thing I, I didn't say on that, I didn't want to say because a lot of podcasters uh, put all their, um, you know, faith in advertising income. <laughs> And, yes, and I didn't want to say, just don't don't go for advertising income. None of you are going to get the audience that John Lee Dumas gets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, yeah, not for a while anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you do, then let me know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get them on the show. <laughs> but cool. It's, okay. you, out of interest, is, is your show, is it the only UK one sort of um, based on? Covering podcasting, as, as far as I know, actually, no, I think there's one other one, but I'm not sure if it's still going. It's the only one that I know of, certainly, regularly doing it. Um, and I say regularly, slightly um, pushing that term because I do seasons, so we mm -hmm. do kind of irregularly releases. But 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know anyone else doing a lot of work on it. Certainly, because I. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I. I. I didn't think there was, and uh, I can't think of any others. So good for you. Yeah, well, try. Try. Uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like you kind of think you want to go global because of the internet, but actually, I've been niching down a lot of my stuff recently to UK based because there's such a big audience here that actually nobody's really serving. So, um, yeah, we're sort of exploring that at the moment anyway. Eric Schmidt, um, the Google guy, recently said yes. that uh, the UK is the most advanced e-commerce um, uh, country in the world. And I, I actually, I used to get to go to Google meetings in London years ago, and, and they said that years ago that in as far as the Google AdWords team was concerned that uh, the UK was was actually very advanced, a lot more advanced in the USA and a lot of matters online. Um, so, um, so uh, yeah, it's easy to see the numbers and and everything over there, but there is a huge following and there's a huge lack of information in the UK. I, I, I get caught up. I've got a huge following in South Africa for no known reason. Um, oh, really? I don't know why, but perhaps I, I'm guessing that Americans – probably don't realize that people in south africa speak english they probably just think it's <laughs> africa uh they're not yeah. you know vastly educated and world matters over there and so i think that's probably why there's probably not a lot goes on but um but for i mean to be honest i i'm pretty sure i could have just stuck to the uk and it would have saved a lot of traveling yeah absolutely i think there's a big thing around the fact that there's definitely a personality difference <laughs> yeah. between americans and uh, british people and even other areas too like i'm sure i could see south africans getting sick of uh, sort of american um, standard brash podcasting personality by all means not all of them are like that mm. but you know a lot of the podcasting personalities are very well yeah. john lee dumas you mentioned yeah <laughs> he great he grates on many people oh yeah yeah <laughs> so, uh, yeah so a lot can't a, listen yeah. to him for a laugh enough time and it's funny a couple yes. of my friends uh personal friends who've, who've watched the podcast have, have asked me why i'm not funny why i'm not <laughs> me on on my podcast and i say because uh i have to cover the american audience and they just <laughs> and it sounds silly it's almost embarrassing to because yeah. they think that i'm funny and why wouldn't i be and i just say they just don't understand. They just, I, I know a lot and they just don't get it. And it's wasted. They just might think yeah. I'd sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> oh, well, it's been good to speak to you. Uh, good to make contact as well. Yeah. Um, we're actually, one thing I would ask just before we go, uh, we're doing a meetup in Dundee uh, for podcasters. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been running it a few uh, for a little while now and uh, it's on in February and i'll send over the dates afterwards i won't uh, sort of make you just ask you to make a decision just now but i'd i think it'd be great to get you to speak at it if you'd be interested well uh, funny enough i would but i'm okay. uh, i'm actually speaking um at an event in orlando in february and so i'm away from the third to the 29th uh, ah, okay. so uh, <laughs> i actually spend half every other month in vancouver my ah, okay. um and uh my girlfriend lives in Vancouver, and so I'm going to Vancouver to take. Uh, they're flying me in, but uh, okay. they're flying yeah. me in from Vancouver for this yeah. uh, thing. So unfortunately, otherwise I I would, and uh, excellent. And I've never been to Dundee. Okay, great. Well, there's good stuff going on up here. We've actually got an amazingly good collection of podcasters up here. We've got um, 
there was about 12 people at the last meetup uh, and I'm hoping that there's going to be a fair few more actually that I've made contact with since then. Mm. So it's a decent group, a uh, good crowd to be involved in, I think. And I think it's the monetization stuff, like somebody who's actually making money from a podcast, even, I mean, making leads for a business, that type of stuff, because that's a lot of them are interested in that. A lot of them run businesses and they're looking to do that kind of approach. So I'll, I'll let you know about the next one. I, then, see yes, if you're I, was, I was going to say, um, uh, I'm sure we can sort it out at some point but that would be interesting because yeah. i love try it it beats the hell out of me that 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 people don't see the power in you know what they're doing they do such great work and and they're just not making the most of it uh so yeah. i will tell anyone who would listen how how yeah. it can be done so definitely i think they're definitely definitely your target audience they're all owners mm. uh, pretty much anyway so um yeah that'd be cool okay i'll definitely keep you updated on that then yeah um, and in terms of this show i shall get it up next week i think um but i'll let you know i'll keep you updated on that i should be able to get it together pretty quick actually uh and there was only one link you gave there wasn't it, it was the marketing forward slash 71 yeah so i'll put that in um if you could send me a profile pic, if that's okay, yep. your standard headshot, yep. that'd be cool to include. Um, and that's it, I think. Okay. And uh, and on likewise, uh, when you've got information about it, send some of the links and info, and we'll uh, Jennifer will get it all over the social. So as well. we'll do a bit Excellent. at our end. Excellent. Okay. Thanks very much. Nice to talk to you. We'll talk yes, again you soon. Too. Indeed. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye.